Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. You know, I talk about real stuff. I talked about a book uh, yesterday, um, Jay Prince's book review on the previous episode, um, The Art and Science of Respect. Um, great book. If you haven't read it, go uh, to my previous podcast, take a look at the review I had on there. I talk about, you know, the issues that we had so far, the, the COVID-19 coronavirus issues. I also talk about sports, man. I told you guys, Nino's Corner, the podcast is going to be like your barbershop. We're going to have all kinds of discussions and the discussion that's blazing the heat, uh, like all the all the airwaves and everything right now today is that battle last night on IG Live, Manny Fresh versus Scott Storch, who has the hits. And man, I'm going to tell you, man, let me read down these hits, bro. Read down these hits. Let's go down with Manny first, right? Manny opened up with Go DJ by Lil Wayne. The second song he had was Juvenile High, Cash Money Millionaires, but that Project Chick. Then that fourth song, Hot Boys, I Need a Hot Girl. Then uh, hit that BG blank blank. They trademarked that man. I'm trying to tell you, Cash Money Millionaires next was Shine, which basically was Lil Wayne Shine off that um, Lights Out album, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, then Lil Wayne Mahogany. I thought this was a little stretch. Um, Juvenile 400 Degrees classic. Ti Top Back classic. Manny Fresh real big classic. Big times get your roll on. Man, I used to bump that and I had a '94 Honda Civic hatchback when I was in high school. I used to have the beat in the back to them, and I had two MTX tens uh, 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 with a, with a thousand watt amp pushing it. And we used to, me and my boy Tony, used to roll through the mall, windows down, uh, uh, bodies out the window, kind of ghost riding the whip before we even knew what ghost riding was. Bump and get your roll on. Anyways, I got a little emotional attachment to that song right there. You dig? Next thing though, um, Young Jeezy, and then what? Lil Wayne, the block is hot. Juvenile ghetto children. T.I. Big Things Poppin', Juvenile Rich Ends, Ends, Lil Wayne Way of Life, uh, Lil Wayne Unthinkable Remix, Big Time and Still Fly, and like, you know, Still Fly was cool, it charted, don't get me wrong, I think it was the, it was the song that charted during Manny's era, I think the highest, but I wasn't a really big fan of Still Fly, but it was a big hit though, Scott Storch loved the song, I mean, he even said on the, uh, on the Instagram live feed that that was his song. That was his jam. And then the last song by Manny is back that ass up, man. Classic. Now, Scott Storch. He has some bangers, y'all. <laughs> he has some bangers. Scott Storch. Jay-Z featuring Dr. Dre, The Watcher Part 2. Then Chris Brown, Give Me That. Beyonce, Baby Boy. Lil' Kim, Lighters Up. Fat Joe, Make It Rain. Eve, Let Me Blow Your Mind. The Roots, uh, You Got Me. 50 Cent, Just a Little Bit. Buster Rhymes, Break Your Neck. Justin Timberlake, Cry Me a River. Beyonce, Naughty Girl. Roddy Rich, Down Below. Jada Kiss, You Make Me Wanna with that Mariah Carey. That song was hot. That's my jam. All right, Chris Brown, Run It. 50 Cent, Candy Shop. Uh, Beyonce, Me, Myself, and I. Mary J. Blige, Family Affair. Terror Squad, Lean Back. Mario, Let Me Love You. Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Dogg, Still Dre. That boy got some hits. That boy good. He got some hits. But um, let me tell you something, man. I'm from Louisiana, so I'm a little bit biased, right? I'm a little bit biased about Manny Fresh. You know what I'm saying? You know, Manny carried that whole label. I put a post on my Facebook just a minute ago, right? Uh, I put up five albums. I thought Manny, like, classic Cash Money albums, had a classic albums. Um, you know, you had 
uh, BG, All on You, Volume 1 and 2. You know what I'm saying? That's two albums. The Block is Hot, right? Uh, Lights Out, The Carter. You know what I'm saying? Juvenile, 400 Degrees. Um, those are six albums right there that I think is just ridiculous amount. Oh, BG, Chop City in the Ghetto. I mean, just some dope albums. It's 139 songs on those albums. Manny produced every single track on every album except three. Now, I don't know if you guys understand what Manny first did back in the day. Get his man his props, man. Get his man his roses while he's still living, right? No record label did what Cash Money did. Basically, keep it G, keep it 100. Cash Money had six guys, six guys, man, that um, basically created a multi-hundred million dollar record label with six guys, man. I mean, with six artists. And two of the artists were the producer and one was the owner. He was a game spitter. So, you know, like, let's just be honest. Birdman and Manny ain't really artists. They Manny's the producer. Birdman was a game spitter. He's the owner. So you're looking at uh, a collective in big timers that went platinum, what, three, four times platinum? And, and, and they ain't really rappers. <laughs> but Manny was doing all the production for all these projects. We had six guys. You had Wayne. You had Juve. You had BG. You had Turk. You had Manny. And you had Birdman. Them, that, that was it. That was it. You want to keep it a buck. That was it. And Manny did all the production from literally from the beginnings of Cash Money to like 2005 when, when, oh, 2006, I think is when Manny left. But from early 90s to 2006, that man did all the production himself. He was a one stop shop for that crew. And I was talking to my boy Will. Shout out to Will, man. That's my boy Crown. Uh, um, but uh, he from New York, and we had a good little conversation on Facebook about it. And I was like, you know, Manny had them hits, man. But the thing about Manny was, I think he was ahead of his time. He was ahead of his time in that people really weren't checking for the South back then, man. Y'all got to understand that. People weren't checking for the South back then. Like, you know, Master P had to fight his way to get into the game. Cash Money had to fight their way to get in the game. It wasn't easy for the South. Guys like Pimp C and Bum B, they had to fight their way to get in the game. Suave, I said, to fight their way to get in the game. You know, Trick Daddy and all them in the same, you know, in Florida had to fight their way to get in the game. Rap a lot had to fight the way to get in the game. Them guys in Atlanta, they weren't selling no records back then, man. Houston, you know, DJ screwed and they had to do their own thing. They had to fight the way to get in the game. New York dudes, now, I'm not making this a, a South versus East or West thing, but the New York cats, man, everybody wants to see New York do well because that's where hip hop started. So everybody's looking for the next best thing in New York because when New York is booming, it helps all of hip hop. But the South was getting slept on. People were hating the South. So Manny was doing this with not even no appeal. Could you imagine if Manny came out as a fresh producer? Uh, no pun intended, fresh. But if Manny Fresh came out as a brand new producer and he was 25 years old or 23 years old today with the emergence of the Southern MCs that out today, could you imagine that? You guys see how big Mustard is right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, when Mustard had his run with YG and he was producing everything for Rihanna, that would have been Manny. Because Manny's beats are so simple that they're not, and they're not simple, like dumbed down. It's just that he knows how to make a beat so right to where it doesn't overshine the artist and it doesn't overshadow the artist. That's what Manny is great at. He's great at doing that with artists. He's amazing at that. You know what I'm saying? So, you gotta get that man his roses while he's still here because he, 
was the cash money sound. And not just the cash money sound. For about eight years, he was the sound of the South. Let's keep it, let's keep it a hundred before people was even rocking with the South. When Jay-Z really wanted to sign Wayne at the Wayne dropped that Carter One album. <laughs> the Carter One album. Yeah. Manny produced every song in that thing but three. And it was the big the go DJs, the Birdman Jr., uh, the the Earthquake. He did it. Hardly any co-production. Let's keep it a buck with that. Hardly any co-production, if any. Like honestly, he might have had Jazzy figuring a couple songs in that lad on that first Wayne album. No co-production. That was Manny locked up in the basement doing his thing. Not to take away anything from any other producer, but that was Manny Fresh's that guy, man. You got to get that man his roses while he's still here. Now, let's talk about Scott Storch. Scott got them hits, man. I ain't gonna lie. Scott got them hits. He's man, he's some keys. He got them keys, man. He can doom, doom, doom. He got them keys. I don't know what he be doing, but Scott Storch is the man with them keys. But if you, if you go back and take a look at some of his songs, man, let's just keep it a hundred. Scott, you that dude. And but there's some songs that you co-produced on. Scott Storch co-produced on The Watcher Part Two with Dre. Could you imagine Manny Fresh and Dre made a beat? I mean, let's just be honest. Everybody look good next to Dre because Dre's going to get the right people in the room. Which Oh, and while I'm talking about the right people in the room, the cash money model back in the day, man, was it was them. It was them against everybody. They hardly did any features, y'all. Like, they became self-made, multi-quadruple platinum millionaires off themselves. They didn't have a lot of features, y'all. Yeah, that's why it was very interesting to see Jay-Z hopping in a high remix because they ain't do no features, man. <laughs> if it wasn't in the camp, they had enough people in the camp. They were outrighting themselves. They were like trying to outright themselves. So they didn't have no features, man. It wasn't a bunch of features. So they kept that in the house. And I think that was by design. Could you imagine Manny Fresh back in the day making something for DMX or making something for, for Jigga or Nas? He could have did it because like my frat brother Langston, he sent me something today, man. He sent me a beat that Manny made for Mac-10. I forgot Mac-10 was signed to to cash money for an album or two. And that beat sound like a, a a battle cat beat. Like Manny's talented, but we never got to see that side of him because we were so entrenched in the South. Being from Louisiana, we got our sound, we got our, uh, uh, our slang, our lingo. You know what I'm saying? So Manny did his thing. But Scott Storch, if we get back to Scott Storch, we all know Scott Storch is one of the original members of the Roots. You know, if you guys didn't know that, that's history for you. Um, so that song, You Got Me, the Eric Badu, the Root song, I mean, that was co-produced by some guys in the Root. So that, that wasn't all on Scott either. So Jay-Z uh, featuring Dre, The Watcher Part 2, co-produced by Dr. Dre and Scott Storch. Not a Scott Storch only. Give Me That, I think, was produced only by Scott Storch. It could have been produced also by Sean Garrett, or Sean Garrett might have written something on that with Scott Storch. But I'll give him that. Chris Brown, Beyonce, baby boy. Now it says Beyonce was a co-producer on here, but I ain't never heard Beyonce producing nothing, but she is technically a co-producer on the song. So, uh, but I'm going to get at the Scott Storch. Lil' Kim, Lighters Up, Scott. Fat Joe, Make It Rain, Scott. Eve, Let Me Blow Your Mind, Scott Storch, co-produced by Dr. Dre. Um, The Roots, You Got Me, like I said, co-produced by, uh, I forgot the guy's name who co-produced it with him. But, Another member of the Roots. 50 Cent, just a little bit. That's Scott Storch. Bust Rounds, Break Your Neck, co-produced by Dr. Dre. Uh, Cry Me a River, co-produced by Timbaland. Come on, man. 
Beyonce, Naughty Girl, say co-produced by B. I don't know if she produced. Roddy Rich, that's all him. J.D. Kish, maybe one, that's all him. Chris Brown, run it, that's all him. 50 Cent Candy Shop, that's all him. Beyonce, me, myself, and I. It said co-produced by B again. I don't know. Mary J. Blige, Family Fair, co-produced by none other than Dr. Dre. Terror Squad, Lean Back, that's all Scott Storage. Mario, Let Me Love You, Scott Storage. And Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Dogg, Still Dre. One of my favorite songs was co-produced by Dr. Dre. I would love to have seen a Manny Fresh with a co-production from um, a Dr. Dre or or a co-production with Swiss Beats or a co-produced with Primo or um, a co-produced with even KOC with Beats by the Pound, man. I mean, they were just in two separate camps, so this is what it is. But um, yeah, man, uh, definitely a good battle, a very, very good battle. But um, I think Manny could have did some things a little bit better. Uh, I think the songs that he picked, he could have did a little bit better on the back end. Take a look on the on the back end. He had Lil Wayne, Way of Life. I'm not really a fan of that song. Juvenile Rich End. It was a good song. Very good song. Um, but I think some songs that he could have put on there that could have kept the crowd and you know um, involved in in his hits. Because Manny had a lot of hits he put on here. Lil Wayne, Unthinkable Remix. He could have took that off. Um, and the Lil Wayne Mahogany. He, you know, that's gone. Cash Money Million. So you know that that shine by Lil Wayne. Take it off. If I had the top 20 for um, Manny, I actually wrote it down, guys. In no particular order, you got to put a high by Juvenile, right? You got to have that. You got to have back of the ass up by Juvenile. You got to have this too. Bling Bling by BG. You got to have that. I think it was trademarked, right? Um, I think I need a high girl by Hot Boys. That's that's four. Uh, get your roll on. That's five. Um, still Fly, that's six. You got to keep it on there. Go GJ, that's seven. Project Chick, that's eight. Real big, that's nine. Top back, that's ten. Um, and then what? That's eleven. Uh, Four hundred degrees, that's twelve. Uh, big things popping my ti, that's thirteen. Um, uh, Fourteen, I would say. Juvenile, set it off. I don't know why that wasn't on there. Set it off, man. Whew, that's fourteen. Number fifteen, um, juvenile in my life, right? Uh, number 16, I would go uh, number one, Stunner. You know what I'm saying? Number 17, I got to go to Block is Hot with Wayne. Um, number 18, I got two songs, man. Number 18, if I got to, if if I'm trying to keep the club booming, I got to put that two change used to. That thing was hot. And how many songs I got? One or two more. And I forgot. Um, I think I got one more. One more, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 19 was two change used to. I know it wasn't a hit hit, but it was one of them songs that I mean, it's just as much of a hit as Roddy Rich's down below. I mean, he just liked the song. Um, but um the last song, if I'm not mistaken, I gotta go do my research and check this out. But people keep forgetting about that bird, man. What happened to that boy featuring the clips? And I think the official credits say Manny co-produced that song. So if Scott put these co-productions on there with Dre, I think we can put Manny with the co-production with the clips and had that what happened to that boy. And that was a that was a banger. <laughs> that was a banger. And then Manny had a couple other hits I like too, man. Like, you know, you think about the trainer, don't trip, you know. That was when the South was booming and people really wasn't jamming the South. I mean, I'm trying to tell y'all guys, man, back in the day, man, people weren't jamming the South like that, man. He had the TI front. Uh, front and back, that was my jam, and um, man, he just had some hits, man. But Manny, Manny Fresh redefined 
um, the whole Southern sound, guys. I mean, he he crafted that sound. So it's 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 a different um, it's a different level that those two are on. Scott definitely had to had the bigger hits. You you definitely got to say Scott Storch had the biggest hits, but I think that was because of circumstance. Um, if Manny Fresh uh, had the opportunity, when pe- if if people felt the South like they do now, over. Because those songs that I just named would have been worldwide hits. Uh, Bling Bling, you think Bling Bling is big then? Could you imagine with the the way the South has emerged now? If a Manny Fresh came out with a Bling Bling now, or a Manny Fresh came out with a uh, with with a back of the ass up now? I mean, that's like them. I like to call them them like the Negro spirituals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Charlamagne the guy said that last night. That was so true, man. That was like. No, no, I wasn't sure. I mean, Manny Fresh said that yesterday. It's like a spiritual baby. You know what I'm saying? But if if Manny had, if the South had shine on it back then like it does now, uh, I think a lot of those songs we just named would have been huge, like more than huge. Scott Storch, let's keep it honest, he had the right people around him all the time. You got a Dr. Dre. That's the, When you have a dream team, a Dr. Dre and 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 him, oh, my God. You can't go wrong. But, uh, man, that was an epic battle, man. I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I definitely enjoyed the Hit Boy and uh, Boy Wonder also. Um, but, but there's some more coming out. So, but anyways, guys, let me know what you guys think about that battle, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought Manny could have took a few songs off and put some songs that he left off. Like, I'm surprised he didn't put that Set It Off on there in, the, in my life. That Set It Off was... Mm, the jam and number one stunner, man. I mean, you know, that was a high song, man. I mean, that was a high song. And uh, what else, man? I say, what else I say was on there? Yeah, I mean, man, he could have put that on there, man. But let me know what you guys think about that, man. I thought it was an epic battle. I thought Scott did win it. I give him that. Scott, Scott had them hits, man. Scott played some keys, but Manny, what Manny did for a whole culture of of Southern artists and, and Southern listeners, it's unmatched. I mean, I've never, ever seen a producer produce every album for like 15 years. <laughs> every song. He was he was the factory. Every song. Like, even guys like Swizz Beats, who I love Swizz Beats, but go back and look at some of them DMX albums. Swizz might have had like the, like Rough Riders Anthem. I think he produced that song, but I don't think Swift produced, but maybe one or two more in the whole album, you know? So, I mean, you got to think about that for a minute. Manny did every beat. Did the man sleep? <laughs> that man didn't sleep, bro. So, on that note, man, I'm out, man. You guys know what I said, man. I always say, every time I end the conversation, I do the do you. You guys, what do you stands for? D, don't be afraid to fail. Oh, I'll grow your environment. You understand your brilliance, man. On that note, Nino's Corner out. Do you. Hook them horns. All right, guys, I'm back, man. I lied. I forgot to, um, you know, kind of say, who do I think should be in the next rap battle, man? Um, man, it's a good question. Um, I want to see Timbaland versus Swiss Beats. No, we already said that. I want to see Timbaland versus Neptunes. Yeah, Timbaland and Neptunes. Let's make that happen. Timbaland and Neptunes. Y'all do that, man. Timbaland versus Neptunes. Please make that happen. Please, please make that happen. That'd be freaking amazing. Or or Primo versus Just Blaze. 
Ooh. Aye, aye. That's what I want to see. Anyways, I'm out, guys. Nino Corner out. Bye.